Hallelujah. This is a song by Dr. Uh, Reverend Joseph Chawane, who's joining us on the line this evening. A-teamers, please join in on this conversation. We are talking about what is behind violence in South Africa. Doctor Reverend Dr. Joseph Chawane, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Hey, my lovely, beautiful sister. Here we meet again. <laughs> And it's always such a great pleasure to have you, uh, Rev, because you are not only an ordained minister, uh, but you are also a, a former moderator at the Evangelical Presbyterian Church in South Africa and have been extremely active in, uh, in, in South Africa from the time of the struggle. So you understand the fiber of this nation of ours, I think more than many do. So it's always such a great pleasure having you, Rev. Thank you for having me, my sister. When, and thank you for playing my song. This is a song that I recorded in the 80s. And now I'm happy to see young people now. They are recording it, it in their own way. Yeah. celebration there. They got this song from... <laughs> From some of us. Oh, no, your music is uh, timeless and it lifts up the spirit. So, Reverend, South Africa is living with crime, violence, violent yeah. crimes, uh, yeah. atrocities. And when I opened up the show, I said, you know, for me, it's when I take a look at what we are faced with, it's not just a mental or physical thing, but mm. there's an element that we are ignoring. A spiritual element that we are ignoring. Umoya, or have crime. Am I right in saying so? Are my observations correct, or am I mis being misled because of the atrocities of these violent crimes that we have in our country? Yeah, absolutely correct. Uh, we made a terrible mistake. Uh, uh, of course, we are a secular state. Uh, uh, in South Africa, and uh, perhaps we made a mistake by by uh, 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 cancelling uh, uh, prayers in our schools, and we lost it. And we also made a mistake, especially we ministers, wanted to preach the gospel of going to heaven. And we forget the fact that God has given us this beautiful uh, planet so that we can begin to prepare ourselves to go to, to, go to heaven by living a, a peaceful and good life here on earth. God loves this earth. We don't need to escape and go to heaven. So we somehow played a very important, uh, uh, the church played a very important a role in, in socializing, evangelizing people to be good people here on earth. So you correctly, you hit the nail on its head. So if it is spiritual the way I have been observing or uh, thinking, where does the spirit emanate from? What yeah. caused the spirit to enter into our country, into our people? Correct, correct. Let, uh, perhaps allow me to deal with the with the, uh, to deal with the situational analysis analysis of the problem. Go ahead, Rev. Yeah, South Africa is viewed as one of the most violent society in the world. The question that we must ask ourselves is: 
how did we come to be such a violent uh, society? Where does this vicious, violent culture come from? Uh, Professor Menhood of uh, uh, the professor, yeah, professor Menhood Mundai from Makerere University in Uganda helped us to answer this question partly by saying that the present is not our it's not our own explanation. The present is not its own explanation. By this, he means that the violent culture in, and behavior we, we are experiencing in South Africa, in our homes, in our schools, in our streets, in our, on our roads, lies in the distant, not in the observable behavior of the moment. One of the most major reasons why we have become, we have come to be a violent people is because our country was born out of a conquest and violent century for many, many years. The apartheid government routinely, routinely tortured our people and killed many people, making violence an integral part of our societal culture. And the end result was we began to institutionalize violence in our society. Rev, can well, you please hold it there for me? Let's go to a quick break. When we do come back, I would okay. like you to please address something based on your current statement. If we've institutionalized violence, why have we not taken the step to then maybe start working at removing it. But that can come after the sub break. A teamers, please join in on this conversation, a heavy one. We've seen so many drastic reports of uh, people being killed. The stats are always going higher and higher in South Africa. And as you can hear, Reverend uh, Chawana is taking us back to our history, times of apartheid that have entrenched this uh, ugly monster called violence in our society. Join in on the conversation. Let's hear your thoughts. How can we end uh, this uh, ugly beast in our communities? 0614-104-107. That's our WhatsApp number. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. In this conversation, we are asking the question, what's behind violence in South Africa? Join in. Our SMS number is 41391, or you can send a WhatsApp to 614 um, call in on 086-000-2032. Our guest is Reverend Dr. Joseph Chawane, um, and he is an ordained minister and formerly uh, also a moderator at the Evangelical Presbyterian Church in South Africa. When we opened up the segment, we played his song, Hallelujah Nikatego, and uh, I see um, our A-teamers were so excited by this song. They were saying, oh, you know, hallelujah indeed. Uh, it is a happy Monday. And they understand why Brabenzito is wearing the shirt. He's respecting Reverend. <laughs> um, so Brabenzito is taking us to church. So um, Rev, Brabenzito was very respectful. He wore a shirt because he knew we were speaking to you. 
But back back to the question that I asked. I mean, if we have institutionalized in our democracy this violent culture uh, post-apartheid, why can't we also work it out and remove it? Okay, a, a powerful question. But just allow, give me one minute to to finish this uh, uh, problem analysis. Go ahead. Violence is being loaded now in South Africa as the supreme solution to conflict. Violence has become an acceptable behavior for human beings in South Africa. The tentacles of violence stretch into almost every aspect of our lives, our homes, uh, uh, our schools, our highways, our streets, our workplace, recreational facilities, even in churches, temples and mosques, even in our parliament. Mm. Just to mention a few, even children, toys and television programs express our unconsciously acceptable and, uh, I, I, I mean, espousing violence as a way of dealing with problems that we are facing in our lives. So, if we wanted to deal with this aspect, is that violence is a learned behavior. For us to eradicate violence, we need to, uh, to learn what I would call the non-violent philosophy, or Ubuntu, the spirit of Ubuntu, or the principles and values of Ubuntu, so that we bring Ubuntu back into our lives, into our minds, and into our heartbeat, so that when we begin to infuse this spirit of Ubuntu back into our lives, then we begin to address this problem. But it's just not only cheap. It means that by doing that, we need to begin to have campaigns of nonviolence in our society and train from the families, young people in the schools, even in our police, even in our political leaders, need to begin to be introduced to the spirit and the skills of implementing nonviolence in our society. So this is a very, very, very important aspect that we need to begin to deal with the aspect of violence. Now, this uh, SMS comes from an A-teamer who hasn't given us their name, says South Africa is a criminal country because the ANC government has turned jails into hotels. Going to jail is not a deterrent to crime anymore. I see a bit of truth here in terms of, you know, how offenders will then come out, whether it's on parole uh, or good behavior or at the end of their sentence, and they'll end up right back in the prison house. So there's something that is not a-okay when it comes to the correctional services, um, in my in my point of view. Or else if yeah. everything was above board, people would not want to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, my sister. I, I had an opportunity of addressing young people in, in one of the prisons in South Africa. And a young man who had been uh, in prison, for, and in actual fact, he was, he was uh, 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 to stay in prison for the rest of his life, life, uh, life sentence. And he said to me, Reverend, 
Where were you? If I heard what you're saying now, I wouldn't be here. And, and you're correct when you say the society needs to begin the process of mobilizing our young people, especially young people. Perhaps the, the, those of us who are old might not be, 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 be interested in this kind of thing. But we need to go to those young people. They're not at work. They're not at school. We need to reach out to them so that we begin to influence them because this country belongs to them. The future of this country is in their hand. So we need to, to mobilize them, especially young people, in all levels. Our young people are unemployed. Our young people are in the street. And our young people are, 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 are taking drugs and all of those things. It is because they see the, the situation. They see no future in their lives. So they begin to, 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 to say, well, I, I'll, I'll, let me just give myself in because I've not at all. So we will need to specially organize and cascade a program that will begin to address the need of, the, of the, our young people. Our forefathers were smart because they had initiation schools. In those initiation schools, young people were, were taught how to become men. Young people were taught how to respect their mothers and, the, and their sisters. But today we don't have those kind of programs. I will even say to you, my, my sister Kate, this problem that we're having even started as early as 1976, when young people get, got out, uh, ran out of, the, uh, of their homes and began to take control of their lives, and, and, and they never came back home. Up to this point, you'll see how uh, 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 the situation in which we find ourselves. Our young people, most young people, are not at school. Most young people who are in, even at school, you see a lot of killings in our in our in our in our, in our schools. Even at a very lower grade, one case that I can even refer to you is that there was a young man who was fighting with his own colleague, and he went back home to take a a, 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 a kitchen knife and stab his colleague with a knife to death. And these are kind of things that are happening in our society. Mm. Another case study, it's now in the social media. A young man who was accused by a, a fellow uh, 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 student, she said he, he, he raped her. Mm. And then finally this boy took his own tie and hanged himself. And later on it was discovered that she was just playing and killing the boy. These are kind of things that are happening in our society. We are a violent society. Mm. You know, looking at uh, the SAPS uh, quarterly crime statistics that came out um, uh, first uh, to first April to thirtieth of June, twenty twenty two, giving us information of the weapons that were used. Right, it, it, it shows what is something is wrong, and where are these weapons? readily available so 2,766 people were murdered with a firearm mm. while 1,380 were murdered with a sharp weapon mm. 935 with a knife and 445 with a sharp instrument here in South mm. Africa anything can become a weapon clearly yeah 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 and you ask yourself where do these weapons come from 
one of the problems that says Kathy we have is that South Africa is it's 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 flooded with a lot of people in the country and our government does not have a correct record within without and 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 there are a lot of guns that are coming from various parts of Africa and they land hard here in South Africa and they are not detected. What can you do in that kind of a situation? And 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 arms are available, people just uh, get them at ease. Even the guns are more even available than, than bread. Sure. This is the situation in which we find ourselves. And we have no program. Uh, in this case, I, I must confess, I approached a lot of, I've traveled all, uh, various places in the world. And when I came back home, I said I have experienced, I have learned the, the skill of dealing with, with conflict. Can you help us so that we can begin to address this thing? And I, I had problem. You cannot get resources, and our priority is somewhere else. And 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 the other aspect is that we have also uh, neglected the boy child, where most of these people, these are the victims and, and perpetrators of some of the violence that we see in that country. When we speak about uh, 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 the the uh, the the GBV problem. It's only focusing on the girl child, mm, mm. and the boy child is completely ignored and uh, overlooked. And these are the kind of problems that we need to begin to 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 to, to promote in South Africa. That's why I say vehemently that we need to begin at uh, at, uh, at the basic education systems, the, the, the grade 11, grade 12, these are the ones that we need to begin to train so that they can also participate. Because we, we cannot do anything without these young people themselves being part and parcel of the solution. Let's go to some voice notes, Reverend. Yes. Hi, this is Patricia Dumzi from Cape Town. Uh, in my opinion, Poverty and hunger are the most devastating forms of violence to an extent that crime is to the victim of such violence a, self, a means of self-defense. If we can solve poverty and hunger, I'm telling you, you won't see some of the crimes that we see. Good evening, Patty. Uh, let me differ, please, humbly with your guest, the Reverend there. You know, during the dark days of apartheid system, you'd find that the uh, political activists were being, you know, brutalized by the apartheid government. But today, it's the other way around. The politicians have all the security and uh, the population at large is suffering because there's no law in South Africa. You see, if you want to build any country anywhere in the world, what you have to start with is bringing tough laws, very tough laws against criminals, then you'll succeed in ruling any country in the world. Motiba, thank you. Thank you very much, ATMers, for those messages. Uh, Reva, please come in and uh, comment on both our ATMers. Yeah. Uh, 
Martin Luther King says we have got triple evils. He's right. Triple evil is that it's, it's the first thing, of course, is, is racism. The second thing, it's, 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 it's violence. And the third thing is poverty. So he's right in one way or another. That's why I said for many South African young stars and women, a life of deprivation and limited opportunities encourage them to live entirely for the present with no care for, the, for hope for the future. Understandably, many young youth are highly prone to crime, drug abuse, violence, and as perpetrators and victims of violence. People are less prone to violence when the future is hopeful. They have a meaningful stake in the future by realizing their full potential. And that's correct. So we need to make sure that our young people are educated. And the education part of it is that they must be correctly socialized from their homes. Unfortunately, many of our African homes are no longer in control of their young people. They believe that when they take them to school, the teachers will take care of them. And, 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 and uh, this is not happening. And the teachers have been told that corporate, corporate, corporate punishment is it's, it's, it's against the law. And these teachers have not been taught how to deal with that situation. How do they deal with, with young people who are militant? And they have not been taught that to deal psychologically and philosophically and socially with the issue of, 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 of violence in schools. This is the problem that we're facing in South Africa. And, and that's why I'm saying most of these things that we see in South Africa, you, most of the white community are not experiencing it. It's only mostly the, within the black community. And for us to begin to have an impact on this, we need our government to work with us, especially working with non-governmental institutions, work with churches, so that we, we have a multifaceted uh, approach to this problem. It's not only uh, 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 taking young people into prison and believe that it, it will solve the problem. We need to deal with a behavioral change. We need to deal with the heart of the people so that we can transform them, change them, so that they became part of the uh, uh, constructive citizens of the country. Rev, I, I hear you mention, uh, you know, a multi, um, a multiple approached um, yeah. manner in dealing with violence in our country. And since we said earlier, it is spiritual. But I don't hear you mention, you know, traditional ways or traditional leaders okay. and community okay. leaders come in. You talk to church and government. Um, yeah. Is there a space for them? Yes, yes. We, we, you. When I speak about the family, the family, most of our families are in the traditional setting, uh, in the in the rural areas, and they are they are under the king's traditional leadership, and 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 we can begin to work together with traditional leadership because they are the people who are custodian of the culture. They, when we speak about Ubuntu, it, these are the people, these are the leaders who understand what 
at the principles and values of Ubuntu. And that's why we say the initiation schools were, were very important at that time. I don't know now. Now we are more concentrating on making money rather than changing the society, changing young people so that they begin to become useful uh, members of the society. It's that day. I thank you for, for adding that point. It is very critical because one of the reasons why we are where we are is that when missionaries came into our country, they completely destroy all those values, African values, all those things that our people used to, be, to, to use as, 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 as a system that builds a complete and all-rounded human being. We destroy and call them as, as hidden uh, uh, behavior, hidden activities. It is now that we need to begin to go back to the root cause of this problem. And part of that is that African people have completely been cut off from their from their their their, their value system. Steve Bickoff refers Rev, Rev uh, I, because of time I'm gonna have to ask that we, we stop there, but I will request that we have a more in depth conversation with you. Um, because it's always such a great pleasure. Wonderful. <laughs> have a good evening. Same to you, my sister. Thank you for 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 for, 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 for inviting me.